Well, good evening and welcome to a special edition of Big Game Sports Radio. I'm Scott Squires, and this evening we are joined by the assistant offensive coach for Team Nova Scotia's U18 football team that's getting prepared to head out to Calgary next week to take part in the Football Canada Cup U18 Championship. This is Mike Squires. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing really great. Listen, appreciate you taking the time to uh, to join us here. I know that you just finished practice, first practice with the, the unit that's going to be heading out to Calgary, and I should get this out of the way right away. Anybody wondering, they're hearing Scott Squires, Mike Squires. Yes, we are related. I am <laughs> Mike's older but very handsome uncle. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so first practice tonight, Mike, uh, where were you guys practicing and how did it go? So we were down at uh, St. Mary's tonight. So it was, wasn't actually our first practice. It was our first training camp practice. So we had some practices leading up to, uh, to this where we were, you know, figuring out who was trying out, and we had some exhibition games. So we named our 40-man roster about two weeks ago. So this was our first, first time working together with that group that will actually be representing Nova Scotia. Okay, so I guess what would be the biggest difference between – the kind of the practices leading up to tonight and then what you call tonight, what you call a training camp practice. What would be a couple of the biggest differences between the two uh, categories? Yeah, I mean, the biggest difference would be, you know, leading up to the tournament, it's, it's, it's an evaluation. You're kind of looking to figure out, you know, where the players fit. Um, you're equally splitting reps. So, you know, everybody's getting a shot to kind of see what they can do. Um, in training camp now, now the uh, – the cream has kind of already risen to the top and we've kind of decided, you know, this is our depth chart. This is who will be playing where. So now, you know, we, we're not, you know, as worried about getting everyone reps. We're worried about our starters on offense getting reps, our starters on defense getting reps, and preparing that group to eventually, you know, go into the game and, uh, and compete. So obviously it's a pretty short window to have this training camp uh, with the tournament getting underway next week, your first game is on Monday against a very strong Ontario side, a team yep. actually that you played very well in the tournament last year. But before we kind of get to the games of the tournament, uh, how did this team come together? Who was involved in putting it together? And where did you pull your players from? Yeah, so I mean, the process is actually a very extensive one. We began our tryouts back in January. So at the beginning of the process, we had about 100 different kids from all over Nova Scotia, from as far as Sydney. Um, we have some kids from the Valley, uh, Truro, uh, a couple kids from Amherst actually tried out as well. So, you know, we were, we were basically covering uh, the entire province. And the tryouts began at the Dome in East Hans during the wintertime. And then eventually we cut that down to about 55 in March. And... Uh, from there, we moved all of our practices to St. Mary's. You see our, uh, our practices there, had two exhibition games. I know that there's obviously a heavy concentration of U18 football players in the Halifax Regional Municipality just because there's so many high schools there. What would kind of the breakdown be in terms of where you pulled these kids from? Uh, what minor football associations kind of make up this team? To be honest, you know, the provincial program does a good job of getting a lot of representation from all the high schools throughout the province. Um, you're obviously going to have your usual suspects. We have a lot of Citadel. Uh, we have a lot of Sir John A., um, you know, CPA. 
some of the programs in the Halifax area. But then we also pull from Truro, so CEC. Um, we also get some they're from Horton. But it sounds like you've got a, a pretty good mixture uh, of kids on this team. Uh, obviously, the heavy concentration would be from Metro, uh, Halifax, Dartmouth area. But, you know, as you mentioned, some kids from down the valley, uh, right across the province. I'm based here in Truro. I know that minor football in Truro is really, really big, so it's good to see some Truro kids on there as well. And for you, Mike, I know that, uh, you know, you played your uh, varsity football at Acadia University. Uh, You were a two-time All-Canadian with Acadia. Uh, You had a lot of great experience with that team. You're now on the coaching staff of Acadia going into your fourth year. How much did your time, pretty recently as a player, how much does that help you as a coach, and how much does it help you relate to these young players? Because really, you're not that much older than these guys. Yeah, I think, you know, having played at the university level, I think, you know, that's kind of these players' ultimate goal. I mean, it's to get to university level and, and be able to compete on that stage. So I think, you know, having done it and having, you know, gone through what they're hoping to go through, I think gives me a lot of credibility when coaching them. I think, you know, being able to show them that the hard work and the things that I'm telling them can actually, you know, help you get better. Uh, I think it goes a long way in their eyes and it gives you respect. And I think, you know, it kind of makes them realize that, okay, maybe he's not, maybe he knows what he's talking about and not just, you know, a guy who, you know, watched football and thinks he knows everything and I can actually, you know, relate to them and help them along the way on their journey. So you've put this team together. Obviously, coaches have to kind of identify key performers or who some of their veteran leaders could be, if you can be a veteran at, at a U18 age. But certainly, there's some guys who would kind of would kind of take on that role. Who would be a couple of those guys that you as a coaching staff are looking to, to kind of, you know, pull all the troops together, so to speak, you know, they've got some experience and they can kind of be that voice either on the field or in the dressing room or at practice that can kind of be the leadership voice. Who are some of those players that you're looking to? Yeah, I think on the offensive side of the ball, you know, we're very fortunate. We bring back two dynamic playmakers and actually three, uh, two at receiver in Dawson Kierstead and Riley Felix, both of which played on the team last year that have phenomenal tournaments caught a lot of balls, scored some touchdowns, did some good things. We also are bringing back a running back, Jaden Simmons, who was a phenomenal running back last year, scored a touchdown in the tournament. So they'll be leaned on heavily. We also bring back two offensive linemen. Uh, Logan Scott is one of them who is, you know, he's a big body who we'll be looking to run behind. I think he's going to, you know, anchor the offensive line and really give us that veteran leadership we need. On the defensive side of the ball, we're a little bit younger. Um, the cornerstone that kind of makes the whole defense go is uh, is Logan Taylor. He's our defensive tackle. He's currently ranked as the fifth top prospect in all of Canada going into the recruiting class of 2020. So he's, uh, he's an absolute stud and someone to keep an eye on. We also have a linebacker, Jacob Yazbek, who played on the team last year, who is uh, a physical, hard-nosed football player, kind of an old-school guy who just likes to, to muddy it up and hit people in the face, which uh, is always good. <laughs> Sounds like somebody that I would either want escorting me to the store late at night or definitely that I would not want to run into in a bad way <laughs> in a dark alley at night, one of those guys. 
<laughs> exactly. He's, he's the kind of guy you want on your team and you love playing with, but you absolutely hate playing against. Football Nova Scotia certainly has been making a name for themselves, definitely in the Atlantic region, but even more so on a national scale over the last couple of years. The U16 team, Nova Scotia, tremendous success last year, winning the uh, major national event that they took part in. And I know that they're playing right now in their uh, side of the national event. But for you guys... What's the expectation? Of course, you want to go, you want to win. That's the mindset. But what's a realistic expectation for this team going up against what you know are going to be the usual usual suspects of some solid sides, like a, like in Ontario, like a Quebec, for example? Yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I said our expectations weren't to, to go out in the first game and win. I mean, last year we played Ontario, and we were right there until the very end. I mean, we played them tough. Honestly, I felt like we played better than them and deserved to win the football game. But, you know, for uh, at the end of the game, uh, the score uh, said, said it a little bit different story. Um, I think this game, you know, we feel like we have the players to, to compete on the national level. I think that obviously Ontario, they're a, they're a powerhouse in football and they produce a lot of good players every single year. But we're getting there. I mean, every year we're getting better. Like you said, U16 won last year. And a lot of those guys that were on the U16 team are now on the U18 team. So they, they've won before on the national level. They know what it takes to win. So I think with some of the veterans we have coming back that were very close last year, along with some of the young guys coming up who have tasted victory and tasted a championship on the national level, I don't see why there's no reason why we can't come out, beat Ontario, and then you know move on and play whoever we play in the next game and win that, and then you know, hopefully win the gold medal. I, I think that's our expectation, and I think it's a realistic one, too, to be honest. Well, I'm sure that uh, all of Nova Scotia will definitely be uh, behind you guys and rooting for you. Talking about the process of identifying players, bringing them on board, going through the practices, and then whittling down the team to get your final roster that you go into training camp with, sometimes as a coaching staff, you can look at players offensively, defensively, special teams, and think that you're going to have a certain kind of team makeup or a certain kind of uh, identity, if you will. And then it can take almost a different path when you start training camp and even sometimes when you get into the tournament. As you see the team right now, again, you've had some practices, your first training camp practice tonight, but what's kind of the identity of this Team Nova Scotia U18 squad? Yeah, I I think we're actually, you know, fairly fortunate that you know, sometimes you have a team that has a lot of good players on offense but nothing on defense or the other way around. But I think this year, you know, we're fortunate. We have playmakers on both sides of the football. I think, you know, we have some, some dynamic guys that can break the game open on offense. And I think we have some big bodies and some athletic guys on defense that can stop the other team. So I think, you know, we're, we're fairly uh, even when it comes to offense and defense. We've had some great battles in practice. And I think, you know, that's going to help us a lot. We're not going to have to lean on one side of the ball or the other. And I would, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our special teams as well. Uh, we have a kicker by the name of Ben Hadley, who is he's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal field goal kicker. Uh, he's been great for us in the first two exhibition games we've had. And he's playing the ball well. So I think, you know, special teams is something that we're going to, you know, rely on as well at the third of the game. And I think having him can, you know, really, really help us in a tournament like this. So, yeah, I think... 
all three facets of the, of the team are, are strong, and I think you're going to allow us to compete at a tough level. Yeah, certainly in, you know, short tournament-style events like this, uh, a lot of times it can come down to special teams, especially the kicking game. As you're getting this team ready, you know that you're going to be traveling, you're going to be in Calgary, you're going to be in a hotel. It's kind of a different routine. How much have you guys as a coaching staff talked about that, and how much have you had a chance, if so, to talk to the players about what it's going to be like when you go out there because they're going to be away from their homes, away from their own beds, away from the routine. How much have you guys as a coaching staff talked about that internally and also with the team? It's actually funny you bring that up. We had a team meeting today, and uh, the head coach, Bryce Fisher, kind of you know, reiterated to the players that you know this is a business trip. For the next eight, nine days, you are professional football players. You are putting together a football resume that will carry forward with you into your grade 11, your grade 12 years, and into, you know, when you're trying to get into universities and play university football. So I think, you know, we really, really harp on the players and let them know that this is all about football. Their schedule is extremely, extremely strict. You know, basically every minute that they're away, they're either doing something football-related or they're doing something to recover in order to prepare for the next football game. So that's definitely something that a lot of these players won't be used to. So it's something as a coaching staff that we've really reiterated to them and made them aware of and, uh, you know, made them made them know our expectations of them. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's huge for sure. And what's the general feel? I know, again, it's it's kind of still pretty early in the process in terms of this team coming together and having your first uh, training camp practice tonight. But what's your feel and what's the coaching staff's feel about the level of preparedness of this team and how bad they want to go and get it and represent that blue and white of Nova Scotia? I, I think we feel good. Uh, we So in the two exhibition games, the first game we came out and we played well. You know, there was some mistakes. Football, it's never a perfect game. But, you know, we got the job done, and we won, we won pretty, uh, pretty handedly. Um, the second game was a bit of a different story. We traveled up to New Brunswick, and they kind of kicked us in the butt. And I think, you know what, in a lot of ways, that's going to work to our advantage. I think it made our players realize that, you know, we need to work harder. We need to make our reps and practice count. We need to come together as a unit and realize, okay, if we want to win this tournament, and we want to be the team that I think we're capable of being, then we need to put in the effort each play at practice. And, um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think it opened their eyes, and I think, you know, practice is better for it. So I think the players recognize that, and I think that they're ready to do. So, of course, the tournament starts. As we talked about, you guys have got your first game on Monday against Ontario. Uh, as we do this podcast live, it's a Thursday night. You had your first training camp practice tonight. What's kind of the chain of events like now over the next couple of days for you and the team? Yeah, so uh, we're all going to be at SMU now for the next three days, basically practicing, meeting, eating together, um, preparing for the tournament. And then on uh, Saturday afternoon, we fly out to Calgary. We uh, we land in Calgary at about 6.30. We uh we check in to where we're staying. We uh, will have a walkthrough practice. Uh, and then Sunday, again, you know, we'll do a very light walkthrough, meetings, things of that nature, and, you know, prepare the players for that game on Monday. But it's, yeah, basically all football all the time now until next Sunday. 
so a week from Sunday. So that is a 1 o'clock Mountain Time start for uh, Team Ontario, Team Nova Scotia. Uh, refresh me, Mountain Time, three hours behind, so that would be a 4 o'clock Atlantic. Am I, am I, did I get that right? Yeah, you're bang on. You got it. I guess the last thing for you, Mike, is, uh, you know, we'd like to be able to uh, reach out to you and, and the team over the course of the next few days and during the tournament just to do uh, some quick podcast updates and kind of catch up on how things are going with the progress uh, as you head to Calgary. And then, of course, uh, during the course of the couple of days, because it's a lightning quick tournament. It comes and goes uh, in the blink of an eye. So, uh, you know, hopefully if you're on board with that, uh, we'll make this kind of a regular thing throughout uh, the next uh, eight days. And we'll make it a podcast business trip. It's a football business trip for the team and you guys. And we'll make this a, a podcast business trip for the next eight days as well. How's that sound? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we uh, we love to keep all the people back in Nova Scotia informed as to, you know, how the team's doing, uh, keep them updated on when the games are, let them know about the different players who have played well and, and about, you know, how the guys are doing and all that. So it'd be, it'd be great and hopefully be able to get some of the guys on the podcast as well to kind of give, you know, their their feelings about how things are going. So, yeah, that'd be great. Absolutely. We'd love to do that. And uh, as we wrap up here, Mike, I know that probably your biggest fans in the world are your parents and certainly your dad. My brother, Clark, is probably the biggest of all those. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he's listening to this live. So I know that he likes to live vicariously through you, through your football career, both as a player and as a coach. What's your message for your dad to kind of stay calm during this next eight days when you head to Calgary? Uh, <laughs> I just tell him just to breathe and uh... – and to relax, and, uh, you know, we're doing our very best to bring home the championship. So, I mean, I don't have much advice because on the sideline, I get pretty stressed out myself. So maybe if he has any tips for me on how to how to stay stress-free on the sideline, it might be better going the other direction. He's a little more even keeled than I am when it comes to it. Actually, you know what? That raises a really good uh, point. I'm going to ask you one more thing before I let you go because I know you're probably tired. How different is it? the stress of being a player because, you know, you went through championship games with that Acadia squad and your head coach, Jeff Cummins, he's still the head coach. You're now on his coaching staff, but how different is the stress as a player and the stress as a coach? And can you even describe the difference? It's, you know what, it's, it's a different kind of stress, but it's, it's stress all the same. I mean, as a player, it's, you, you know that you can control the outcome. So you're on the field. You know, if the ball comes to you, you catch it. As a coach, you, your, your stress comes almost more in the preparation. You want to feel like going into a game that you've done everything in your ability to prepare your players to put their best foot forward. As a player, you're basically putting your best foot forward in the game. So it's, it's a different kind of stress. They're hard to compare, but... I mean, they're they're both they're both stressful. That's for sure. <laughs> well, all I can say is uh, relax tonight, have a beverage, and we'll look forward to talking to you again in a couple of days. Uh, listen, Mike, uh, thanks very much for doing this, and uh, again, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, we wish you the best of luck, certainly over the next couple of days of your preparation, and uh, once you head to Calgary. But of course, uh, we'll be talking to you in the, the next little bit, so you'll be able to catch us up anyway. Excellent. I appreciate it. It was my pleasure. I look forward to keeping everybody and all the listeners on top of Team Nova Scotia and our quest for the U18 Canada Cup. Perfect. Now, uh, before you come back on next time, I'm going to ask you if there's a team chair. So you don't have to tell me now, but if there's one, 
find out what it is, and then uh, next podcast I'll see what that team Nova Scotia chair is. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay, perfect. I'll have to reach out to the guys and kind of see what they're what they're doing this year. It seems to change year to year based on your group of guys. So I'll, I'll right. see if I can get it. Sounds good, Mike. Thanks a lot. Uh, safe travels the rest of the way back home, and we'll talk to you soon. Excellent. Take care. That was Mike Squires. Mike is an assistant offensive coach with Team Nova Scotia U18. They are in the midst of training camp as they get ready to head off to Calgary this Saturday for the U18 Canada Cup. It gets underway this coming Monday, 4 o'clock Atlantic time, Team Ontario and Team Nova Scotia. And keep it right here on Big Game Sports Radio and also the Firm Foundation Media Podcast Network. We'll be doing regular podcasts with the Team Nova Scotia U18 to keep you informed as to what's going on. I'm Scott Squires. Until next time, my friends, enjoy your evening. And remember, if you can't take part in sport, be a good one anyway. Bye for now.